I want to encourage you. You are doing well. In such an unusual circumstance, how about give yourself a pat on the back? We're in uncharted territory. We've never been in this situation before. How about encourage your children, encourage your husband or wife? You know, I'm sure there have been ups and downs during this week, but you're doing well. Encourage each other. But for my part, I want to keep pointing us to God's word. Because in God's word, we are going to find answers. We are going to find truths and encouragements that will point us to life and how to flourish, even in moments like this. This whole isolation thing, it's tricky. It is tricky. But my prayer, or one of my prayers in this time, is that we will come out stronger, not weaker. Better, not worse. Built up, not turned down. Come on, you've got this. Encourage yourself. It's time to dig deep and press in. We can do this. God is with us. This situation has got me thinking about Jesus, who, after his baptism, he withdrew for 40 days to be on his own with his father. And when he was on his home, he was tempted three times by the devil. And on every occasion, Jesus pushed back by pointing him to scripture. The devil said, you're hungry. Why don't you turn those rocks into bread? And Jesus could have. He's God, made man walking on earth. But Jesus pushes back and he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the Father. And he shuts the devil down. The devil takes him to a, to a high place and he says, throw yourself down because won't your God, won't your Father cause the angels to catch you and make you safe? And Jesus said, no, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. He pushes back through the word. He says, I don't need to test my God to know that he loves me. He's in my heart. I have a relationship. I know he loves me. I don't need to test him. But the devil pushes. He's on his own. He's in isolation. He's vulnerable. But Jesus stands on the word a second time. And then the devil says this, bow down and worship me. And he just showed him the kingdoms of the earth. And he says, I'll give you power. But again, Jesus pushes back in. And he says, worship the Lord and serve him only. Again, he pushes back with scripture. And what it got me thinking here is we're in isolation right now. And I'm very sure that most of us, if not all of us, will be tempted. You might be tempted to let anxious thoughts and worry grip you. You might be tempted to get frustrated and angry. You might get tempted to apportion blame and point the finger at everyone and everything around you. You might get tempted to lash out at your family. You might tempted just to throw the towel in and give up. You might be tempted just to become aimless or, or form bad habits. But I want to encourage you, press into the word, stay close to your father because he's got you. One of the things that Jesus said in his word is this, my peace I give to you. Now, Jesus didn't go through life without struggles and without trials and without storms, but he maintained his peace all the way through. There's even a moment where he's sleeping on a boat in the middle of a storm, and it's so bad that trained sailors are freaking out. And they can't believe that Jesus is sleeping, and they wake him up and say, Master, And he gets up and he calms the storm. He even has authority over the storm. Jesus has authority over this storm in your world right now. And he turns to them and says, you have little faith. So here's the thing. How about we press into the peace of Jesus? Because in the middle of those storms, 
Jesus didn't lose his peace. So I encourage you, wherever you're at right now, if you're having anxious thoughts, I speak over you the peace of Jesus. He's got you and he will bring you through this and he will bring you through it in a place where you're better, not worse, where you're built up, not torn down. Come on, let's stir our faith, church. Let's push into him. And even if you're someone listening to this who doesn't yet know Jesus, I encourage you, this is your moment, reach out to him. He will give you a peace in your heart that you can't even grasp why you feel at peace, but you do. And that's the love of the Father. Let me point you to a scripture. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. It says this, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I love that. God is saying to us, at all times, and I want to say during this virus time, during this isolation time, during this time where we feel like we're up in the air, that falls into the bracket of all times. So even in this moment, God is saying, I'm going to bless you. He's saying, I'm going to give you everything you need. So don't be anxious. Don't give up. Don't throw a towel in because God has still got you because he wants you to abound in the good stuff in life. So be encouraged. He has got you at all times. If you like a title for a message, and I like titles, helps me remember stuff. My title today is Prison or Promise. And I want to use Joseph's story. I'm talking about Joseph from Genesis in the Old Testament. Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat. I'm sure just about everyone is familiar with that story. I'm talking about that Joseph. And what happens in his life is that God gives him dreams and they're dreams of promise over him. And cutting a long story short, Joseph is promised that he would be in a position of power, even power where his brothers and his parents would have to bow down to him because he would have authority. Now, Joseph, being a young man, tells his parents this, tells his brothers this, and they don't like it. And his brothers sell him into slavery. And here's Joseph with this promise on his life, finding himself in slavery. He gets sold to Potiphar, a wealthy man in Egypt. And he serves in his house and he serves diligently. And uh, Potiphar's wife finds Joseph attractive, good looking young guy. And uh, she approaches him and says, will you lie with me? And Joseph shows character. He doesn't buckle, even though he's got promise on his life. He is diligent, he is trustworthy, he is faithful. He says, no, I can't do that. And then Potiphar's wife accuses him of trying to approach her. And Potiphar puts Joseph in jail. And Joseph's like, what? I've got promise on my life. And I found myself in prison. And it's like, what do I do? And I wonder in this moment whether this isolation, it's almost like house arrest. It could feel like prison. And I think we can draw the parallels with that. But I want to encourage you. You have promise over your life. Now, I could point to many, many scriptures in God's word to show you've got promise over you. But I want to point you to this one. And it's this one here in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. It says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope 
and a future. You see, there is promise on your life. Right there from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, God says, I've got plans to give you a hope. You're carrying a promise of hope in your life, plans to prosper you and give you a future. God is saying you are carrying something into your future, which is good. That's a promise of God on your life, which you are carrying. So in this moment where it feels like we're kind of under house arrest, know this, you're carrying promise and God has got you. His goodness is over you. So what we need to do then is watch how Joseph's stories unfolds and apply it to our life today. Genesis 39 verses 20 through 23 help us to see the next stage in Joseph's story. It says this, Genesis 39 and 20 to 23. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favour in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into everything that Joseph's, uh, was under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. You see, right there in prison, Joseph could have buckled. Joseph could have given into the temptations and think, what on earth? God, you gave me a dream. You said there's promise and here I am. He could have just given up. He could have started blaming things and getting frustrated, but he didn't. You see, what he did is he was consistent. He was diligent. He showed his character. He was faithful. He was trustworthy. He was honest. He was reliable. And do you know what? He did everything with excellence. I want to look at it like this. God, even then, was in his corner. God was in his corner. Because what did it say? Whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. You see, God got his weight from heaven, his power from heaven, his supernatural ability to step into humanity from heaven. And he said, what you're doing, Joseph, even in this prison moment, I'm getting my weight behind you. I'm in your corner. I don't know whether you're into boxing or you probably would have followed some other story, but recently Tyson Fury had a couple of fights against Deontay Wilder. And in the first fight, the odds were really stacked against Tyson Fury. He hadn't been fighting for very long. He'd put on too much weight. He'd been out of practice and he stepped back in, had a couple of fights and got the opportunity to fight for the world title. And he was fighting against arguably the biggest puncher in the history of boxing. This guy's just unbelievably got a powerful punch. And so they did this film. He, he has the fight and it came out a draw. Many would say, the boxing purists would say that Tyson Fury won that fight. He outboxed him. He outclassed him. He did get knocked down once, but he got back up. And he boxed so, so well, but the judges gave it a draw and they had since had a second fight, which Tyson Fury won. But this is the point I want to make. In that first fight, Tyson Fury's corner, his corner men, his team of guys in the corner became very famous. They even did a documentary on the corner men. And this is why. In that moment, now Tyson's a fighter. In that moment, had he got drawn into a brawl, had he got drawn into a slugging match, he would have lost. But every time he sat down, the corner said to him, keep your distance, keep your guard up, keep moving, work behind your jab. And when he sat down, well done, 
Go and do it again. Don't get drawn in. Keep your distance. Keep your moving. Move your head. Get your jab. Keep your boxing. Do it. His corner kept reminding him time and time again, stick to the game plan. And as and Tyson Fury did what they were encouraging him to do, he didn't lose. And he's actually gone on to win. There is something special about having the right people in your corner. And I want to speak this over you today. Almighty God is in your corner. In this moment where it feels like we're under house arrest, just like Joseph, God is in your corner. But know this, you have to give him something to work with. What did Joseph do? He was diligent. He was faithful. He didn't succumb to the temptations to give in. He kept doing what he was called to do. And God backed it. And the words there is whatever God did, the Lord made it prosper. He gave him favour. That's true for you today. But we've got to give God something to work with. Can I just read you a verse here from Proverbs 24, verses 33 and 34. And I hope you'll take it as a little biblical kick up the backside if you need it. Because this is also true. Proverbs 24, verses 33 and 34 say this. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. See, what the word saying here is here, we don't need to be sitting back and folding our arms and resting and going, oh, well, I won't bother doing anything because that's when we allow stuff to come in and we just fall flat. But instead, we need to follow Joseph's example to be diligent, to get working with what we can, to be faithful, to be trustful, to show character. This isn't the time to shut up shop but it's the time to get active. So you have a promise on your life of good things. Be encouraged and press in. This is the time to show your character. It's easy to show character when you're on the top of the mountain succeeding going, yeah! But what is it like when we're in a difficult moment? That's when we show our character. Come on, people. You're a good man. You're a good woman. You're a good child. You've got character on the inside of you. Let me stir it up right now in this time because you've got promise on your life. There are many ways you could use this time. If you're a business person, you could fold your hands, you could give up, or you could plan. You could be entrepreneurial. You could get yourself a step ahead so that when this, um, when this blows over us, you're a step ahead and you've got ideas and you've got plans and, and you may feel like you've taken a, a backward step in your business world and maybe money's got a bit tighter, but in this moment, you could position yourself to be in a better place. I want to believe for you and your business world that you will end up stronger, not weaker. Come on, but now the time is crucial. Get active. You could be someone who is married right now and here you are locked in together. You could drift through. You could get by, maybe putting up with each other. Maybe just trying to get by each day so you don't rub each other up the wrong way. And I know that's a reality for some people. Or you could talk. You could reminisce. You could remind each other of the good times. You could remind each other of when you fell in love, your wedding day, or a key moment, a holiday day. You could stir up the good things in you. You could fall in love all over again. You could plan. What are your hopes for the rest of this year? What are your hopes for the next five years? You could pull together. You could be romantic. Men, can I speak to the husbands and the male parts of these relationships? What an opportunity to be romantic. 
Serve your wife, love on your wife, tell her how amazing she is. What an opportunity this could be. We could fold our arms and let poverty come onto our marriage, or we could get active and make it into a far better place. But it takes some actions. You know what? God's in your corner. He will make prosper everything you do. So we need to do some stuff. Maybe, guys, you need to address some underlying issues. Maybe you need to take a moment in this time when we're locked in to sit and look at each other in the eye and say, come on, let's talk about this stuff because I love you and I want to pull through. Maybe your relationships with your children could improve. Have you taken the time just to listen to their heartbeat, hear their dreams? Have you taken time to love on them, encourage them, tell them how amazing they are? Have you just taken the time to sit with them, watch a film, play a game, do some crafts? I don't know what it might look like in your house, but what an opportunity to sow into your parental relationship. You could take a lot of time to learn something new. I saw some people on Facebook saying, I've taken an online course and I'm really pleased. I've learned something. Come on, God can bless that kind of stuff. Here's a great one. You could pursue your spiritual growth. You could read a book. Read God's word. You could listen to a podcast. You could phone someone up who's further ahead than you spiritually and just ask questions and dig deep and use this time well. You could pray, communicate with your father. You could build into your spirit person in this moment. I want to tell you, you've got nothing to lose. Maybe you don't see yourself as a spiritual person yet, but I know this. God's made his mind up on you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. He's cheering you on from heaven, but he's just saying, I need you to open up and let me in. I'm knocking on people's doors, but you need to open up. I want to include you. Dig into your spiritual person in this time. You could make yourself available to help in practical ways. Now, as, as for me and my, my wife, we've signed up to help with the NHS, waiting on an email return on that. I've signed up to help Open Door in, in Colchester, where they'll be serving some, some food and hot drinks to the homeless people there. We can do this within the guidelines and we can be careful and respect everything that's going on. But we have opportunities to serve people in this time. Come on, let's get active. You could become someone's answer. I'm unpacking some stuff there. Maybe you have other ideas, but I know this. What Joseph did in prison was get active. And what we have the opportunity here in this moment is to get active. What's important to you? Here's what's true for you. If you give God something to work with, he will show himself faithful and show himself to be in your corner. He will get his weights behind your efforts and lift you up. Here's something I sense. I almost sense this moment almost like uh, uh, an archer's bow, that we are as people getting pulled back, and it is frustrating, it is difficult, but we're getting pulled back. But there's gonna come a moment of release, and as that releases, we are gonna be shot forward into places we've never been before, into situations and opportunities we've never had before. But as we're being pulled and pulled back, we need to be active. We need to fine tune ourselves. We need to sow into ourselves. We need to reach out to the Father and say, I'm available and we will be released into new things. So I encourage you, don't fold your arms. Don't give up. Don't get annoyed. Don't get anxious. But instead, sow in, get active, position yourselves because the future looks good. Let's have a little look 
how Joseph's story pans out. Remember, he has a promise on his life of authority, a promise on his life of power. God gave him a dream. Joseph gets asked to interpret Pharaoh's dream, the most powerful man on the planet at the time. And Joseph goes in and interprets the dream well. And Pharaoh sees in Joseph his character and ability. That same character and ability he demonstrated in prison. He didn't have to change, he carried on and was consistent, and he got noted by a powerful man. And this is what happens. This is what Pharaoh says over Joseph in Genesis chapter 41, verses 40 and 41. Let me read it to you. Genesis 41, verses 40 to 41. Pharaoh speaking to Joseph. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said, um, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. You see, Pharaoh promotes Joseph to the second most powerful position in the nation. Joseph steps from prison to promise. From prison to promise. Why? Because he was active. He didn't succumb to temptation. He didn't point the finger. He didn't get frustrated. He demonstrated character. I hope you feel inspired. I hope you feel encouraged to develop your character. I hope you feel inspired to use this time as an investment into what's important to you. But I know this, God is in your corner. And if you will let him, he will cover you with his favour. He's all powerful. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And he's cheering you on. I hope you feel blessed and encouraged. Come on, let's be people to make a difference. I'd love to pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for every amazing person that's tuned, in, tuned into this cast. Right now, I stir up every person right now to show character, to dig deep, to look to you. I thank you, Father, that our reality is you're the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, and you love us. I thank you that you're in our corner right now. We choose to open up to you, to tune into you and say, do with me what you need to do, because I know you'll position me for favour. I'm going to do my best to play my part, if you would do the rest, Father God. Amen. Maybe there's someone tuning in right now who's like, wow, I've never seen things that way. I want to encourage you. Is this the day to put your life right with Jesus? Is this the day to invite Jesus into your heart to say, come on, I want to press into my spirit, man. I want the favour of the God of heaven to be walking out in my life. I want to become a part of this answer and love humanity. And if that's you, I'd love to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I invite you into my heart. I'm sorry that I've kept you out. And today I choose to allow you in. I turn away from the things that have kept us separate. And I thank you for your forgiveness. Lead me forward today. Be in my corner. And I honour you. And all God's people said, Amen. I would encourage you, if you prayed that prayer, or if there's anything we can do for you as a church, or if you've got a story even of good things unfolding in your life, it would be so encouraging to hear. Send us an email at essex at equippers.co.uk. This is Pastor Barry from Equippers Essex signing out, cheering you on and speaking blessing over your house. Be blessed, be encouraged, but love on some people. God bless you. Have a great week.